Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ordinary Podcast, a little show that is, in my humble opinion, one of the absolute best nerd-centric life and culture podcasts for adults available on the internet today. Thank you for joining me. Whether it's your first time or your returning listener, thank you for being here as I get passionate about nerdy shit and, yes, swear while doing so. That's what makes this a podcast for adults, I guess. As always, I am your ordinary nerdy host, Shad. This is Saturday, June 23rd, 2018, and this is going to be episode number 55. Today, I want to spend some time talking about a laughably bad movie I spent portions of three days watching, my experiences with the awkwardly titled Cyberpunk Adventure Game 2064 Read-Only Memories, my thoughts on Incredibles 2, Disney putting all the Star Wars individual anthology films, potentially putting them on hold, the Black Widow movie closing in on a director, my completely non-medically qualified thoughts on gaming addiction and a few other topics. But before we get into that, I wanted to talk about something that's been on my mind for a couple weeks now in light of some bad actors and and the serious allegations that have come up in the greater nerd community and also what I personally believe nerd culture should be about. In case you haven't been following lately, in the last couple of weeks, we've had a number of incidents involving some really douchey people in the nerd community, and largely in the Disney has ruined Star Wars Forever camp. Uh, they went on the attack, running Kelly Marie Tran off of Instagram, uh, bombarding her with vile nonsense, racism, stuff, you know, accusing her of somehow single-handedly ruining The Last Jedi. And this is nothing... Of course, nothing new for uh, the toxic arm of the Star Wars fandom, as they similarly similarly ran uh, Daisy Ridley off social media in the aftermath of The Force Awakens. We've talked about this before. Uh, as I've said before, before we move on, I, like, I've, I've, I'll reiterate what, I, reiterate what I've said before. It's perfectly fine to not like the direction that Disney has taken Star Wars in. Uh, I know it's a crazy thought, but like you don't have to like everything. That's ever made, and even in a franchise you enjoy, not everything will be for you. In fact, if you live long enough, I, I I believe I actually guarantee you that if you live long enough, you'll find stuff by your favorite artists, musicians, your favorite franchises, be it books, movies, video games, that you don't enjoy. This is this is how life works. How you react to this eventuality is what's key, though. And, that, and that's something I'm going to come back to later. But the the actions of these Star Wars, Disney's ruined Star Wars fans, just, it constantly makes me sick. It's, it's so antithetical, in my opinion, to what being a fan of a thing should be. It's, it's toxic fandom. There's no other way to slice it. It's toxic. It's... Like, look, I, I get it. I personally like the the, the old novels. Um, I, I wish Disney had had uh, done them more. You know, had, had adapted them or borrowed more from them. But uh, we'll we'll get back to this in a second. We'll, we'll come back around, we'll circle around to this. I just think the this is one of the key cornerstones of, of what's what sparked this topic is the the constant bitching and moaning like there's a there's a there's a petition out there now or I don't even think you can even call it a petition there's a group who has claimed that they have the money they just need more money and support that they they want to remake the last Jedi this movie's like six months old and they hate it so much they they want to remake it and do it better. A complete group of amateurs who have no idea what they're doing want to remake this movie because they don't like it. Now, I get it. Like I said, you don't have to like everything. I don't think The Last Jedi is that great. There's a lot of problems with some of the story direction they they took. There's a lot of problems in that movie. There's a lot of problems with character direction and the overall arc. Some Some of the sequences aren't good. But that's going to happen eventually. On a long enough timeline, eventually 
you're not going to like something that comes out. And, I mean, look, we, we already lived through the prequels. I know that there are people out there that hate The Force Awakens, the Rogue One, The Last Jedi. They hate what Disney has done so much that they're actually starting to go back and say the prequels are good. And let me tell you, I've watched them again recently. They're not good. Even Revenge of the Sith is actually kind of a bad movie. And it was the best of the prequels. The the CGI doesn't hold up. The the line delivery is pretty bad for most for the most part. There's some talented actors in the in that move that set of Star Wars movies that just aren't good, and I think that could probably be blamed on George Lucas. But that's that's a discussion for another time. My point is is the toxicity of that group makes us all look bad because we start getting lumped into it. And uh, this week we had another just earth-shattering, uh, world-rocking thing uh, when a large chunk of the nerd community just had our foundation sh- shook when... This is separate from the Star Wars thing, but it's, it's another thing that set up this whole thing. Um, Chloe Dykstra wrote a first-hand account about a toxic and abusive relationship with a former partner. Like I, I have no familiar familiarity with Chloe Dykstra. I... I guess she's prominent in the cosplay community, or at least was, and, and she's an actress. And I, I have no no history with her, I should say. Like, I, I, I'm not a fan. I couldn't name anything she's ever done. Uh, but she put this account out. Didn't name any names. But the context clues of, of it, like mentioning the ages and the... You know the the individual sobriety and their their career and whatnot clearly points towards Chris Hardwick as the perpetrator of some heinous acts that were detailed in this in this uh, confession or essay or whatever you want to call it. I don't want to go into the details here because they were it, it was a rough read. It it, it was hard to read, uh, not because it was poorly written, but because like the the things that were being alleged were fucking awful, and then and then the context of you know, the allegations pointing towards this other individual, Mr. Hardwick. Um, very difficult to read. I'll, I'll I'll leave you to find that on the internet. They're pretty easy to find. Uh, something about rose-colored glasses was the title. And it, it, this one hit me real hard. Um, for those of you that don't know, which I doubt are, that you know, the four or five of you that listen to this regularly are probably aware who Chris Hardwick is. Uh, he's an individual whose work I not only enjoyed, but I wanted to emulate. I've said it, I don't know how many times on this podcast, that I would love to turn this podcast here from the nearly always monologue format where I sit and just babble into a microphone for an hour into something more like his Nerdist slash uh, ID10T podcast. Huge fan of of his podcast, uh, and his brand, The Nerdist. I mean, he doesn't own The Nerdist anymore. They were very clear in that because they scrubbed all record of his existence from their website after these allegations came out. But I, I enjoyed... the the For the most part, I enjoyed what he did. I, I've admired how he built his brand around nerd culture or what he called artful nerds, which is what Nerdist means. And then reading these allegations and seeing how... Few, if any, people who know him personally or work with him have come forth in his defense. Uh, not to mention his own horrific statement that stopped short of saying, man, that chick is crazy. Uh, it kind of left me reeling. It's like, is, is this another monster hiding among us, fooling us all? That's, that's how I felt. Because, I, like I said, I really respected the brand he built. And, like, I, I would never have personally selected him as the the poster child for for nerd culture. Uh, Chelsea and I have had many conversations about how one of the problems I've always had with him was that he is super detached from what it's like to be a regular, run-of-the-mill, normal person nerd because he's he's been so successful that, you know, money changes you. And... I won't get into it, but that's always been one of my problems with him. Now, now this thing happened, and, and and it stung. And if the allegations are true, like, and, and I have no reason to doubt them, that uh, especially based on the way 
you know the the surrounding stuff has happened um it was it was devastating to me and and i and i only mentioned it because that series of events the aftermath that followed it filled my twitter feed with people it was just became full of people celebrating the end of mainstream nerd culture and labeling his actions or the actions outlined by Miss Dykstra as typical of white male nerds and people that are self-proclaimed nerds. And both thoughts I, I take issue with for a variety of reasons. I, for one, don't consider myself a self-proclaimed nerd. I actually hate that expression. Um, forgive me for sounding gatekeepery here because this is that's something I want to complain about later. Uh, but I feel a self-proclaimed nerd is the individual who really has no nerdy interest, but they like, maybe they get a new pair of glasses for the first time because it's not, fuck, they're fashionable or they're, you know, their eyesight's going and they find a pair of cute glasses or they get a, the new iPhone and they're like, tee hee, look what a nerd I am. You know, that, that sort of thing. I play Fortnite, you know, that, that sort of thing. That's what a self-proclaimed nerd to me is. I spent my whole fucking life being called uh, a nerd in a pejorative sense. My whole life, being a nerd was a bad thing. Like, it's much like fat. It's like the word fat. I am six foot tall and slightly over 250 pounds. I'm a chubby guy. Whole life, it's been used as an insult. Oh, you fat fuck. You lazy fat bum. Shit like that. Same situation with being a nerd. When I was growing up, you know, we're, we're, that's one of the things I love about we live in a world where nerd culture has become mainstream. It's like we're not far, so far removed from the time when wearing a Superman shirt to school was akin to saying, hey, punch me in the face, shove me in a locker, dip my head in a toilet. In the world I grew up in, you couldn't wave your nerd or geek flag proudly without being harassed or assaulted for it. So it is cool as fuck that we live in a world where my children can proudly and openly showcase their love for anime and video games and comic books without fear of reprisal from some knuckle-dragging Neanderthal jock shithead. So that's why I don't consider myself a self-proclaimed nerd. I call myself a nerd as a way of owning it as a, like, no, it's who I am. That That's what it's about for me. Like... I am a nerd. I know I'm a nerd. I'm into geeky shit. I obsess about things in a, you know, in a, in a down to the minutia. You know, that that's I, I'm into comic books. I'm into sci-fi. I love video games. All the all the trademark stuff. I'm, I'm not huge into sports. I'm not athletic at all. I'm kind of a clumsy fuck. You know, like all the things that you would stereotypically say are nerd. I have a lot of those qualities. And I accept that as a way to say you can't fucking insult me by calling me a nerd. So I hate the self-proclaimed aspect of it when people use that as, well, this behavior is typical of self-proclaimed nerds. You know, like, of course, that means, you know, mainstream nerd culture doesn't yield good stuff always. That's part of the problem of it being mainstream. You know, there's a lot of pandering and a lot of just attempts at cash grabs and whatnot. Uh, manipulative stuff, you know, your Big Bang theories and things of that nature. Um, But I think it's a good thing to to not, you know, to be able to openly discuss nerdy shit. That's awesome. I I fucking love it. I love, like, you know, my kids still deal with bullying uh, because people are, are garbage and that, that, that's one of the larger points we're going to get to. People fucking suck, even for, at, like, the age 10. You know, the, it, the shitty people have shitty kids, and they treat each other like shit. But it's cool that, like, my kids, when they, when they are being picked on, it's not because, you know, my youngest daughter chose to wear a fucking Attack on Titan t-shirt to school or something. You know, it, it's... Completely different world than the one I grew up in. And part of that is because the acceptance of nerd culture. Nerd culture being the big thing right now. So I I will never celebrate its demise. 
in, in that sense. I, I, I think that's that's silly. I don't want it going back to being, you know, a gatekeepery. And we have a problem with that, and we're going to talk about gatekeeping in a little bit. But I, I don't like it. I, you know, I don't want it going back to being like a little subculture thing. You know, that that that's not something I want to see. I, I, I like the abundance of shit that I am entertained by. I like it not being something I have to search out. You know, although it would be easier today with the internet than it was when I was a kid. But I like that it's, you know, an app click away and I can find things I enjoy. But I think there is something to be said about the widespread nature of nerd culture. Partly being to blame for the rise of the openly toxic and awful subculture of nerds that plagues the more genuine members of the community. But I also feel that we're kidding ourselves if we believe that toxicity and hate and just vile behavior in general is something unique to nerd culture, mainstream or otherwise. Like the, the statement that um, the allegations Chloe Dykstra put out are typical of nerd culture, I think are, are off base. I think they're just typical of humanity. Uh, people suck. Like, have you have you ever tried to discuss politics with someone in your friends or family circle, and have it just blow up? And, and I'm not talking big, obvious issues. You know, things that we should all look at and go, "Hey, that's fucking wrong." You know, uh, I'm talking smaller things. You know, of late, the last five six years, you can't even have a policy discussion without it turning into a fucking "I hate you" kind of kind of situation. Ever openly state? You're the fan of a sports team in front of a fan of another sports team and have that turned to shit. Uh, a woman I went to high school with recently posted a story on her Facebook page about her daughter. Uh, long story short, this woman and her husband, they're both graduates of a rival school. They live, you know, the, the school they graduated from is rivals with the school that they live near. They live in the city that, you know, the, the city that this, the, ah, I'm trying to figure out how to say it without, I don't want to give too much information because it's not my story. They went to one school. They graduated from one school. They're very proud of their alma mater, but they live in the community of their school's rival, you know, in sports. It's a very strong rivalry. It's a very fun rivalry if you don't take it too seriously. They have a young daughter who's in a dance class, and she, you know, the whatever the uniform of a dance class is called, the, the unitard or whatever, leotard. I don't, I don't know. I don't have children in dance. Uh, my kids aren't into that sort of stuff. Um, but you know what I'm talking about, the, the dance class uniform, the little singlet thing that, that children wear when they're in dance class. They, uh, she has one that represents her mother's alma mater. And was very proud of it. It was a very nice, cool thing for her. But the story that my uh, former classmate discussed on her Facebook involved her little girl going to the dis- the dance class and the other kids booing her and giving her shit to the point that she was in tears because she was wearing the wrong team's colors and whatnot. That's the sort of toxicity I'm talking about there. Like, that is horseshit that that we are we are so fucking invested in the tribalism of you know you don't like my team you rep- you represent the enemy that sort of bullshit that that's that's toxic as fuck have you ever posted something on social media about how you're raising your kids you know maybe you mention that you you know your kids got vaccinated and then some anti-vaxer attacks you or maybe you you know, talk about how you punish your children, whether it's you spank them or put them in the corner or whatever. There's always going to be somebody who thinks that you're doing it wrong and their opinion is better or more valid than yours. And they're not going to be afraid to tell you why you're doing it wrong. My point here is toxicity is fucking everywhere. It's a disgusting part of our culture. It's a disgusting part of our nature, our lives, our very existence. You find it everywhere. Nerds do not have the market cornered on toxicity. But unfortunately, when you 
say when you make the tent bigger and you invite more people in, unfortunately, you increase the odds of this kind of nonsense becoming more a part of your group, if you understand what I'm saying. It's part of the problem with societies are set up today where we have, you know, social media. Everyone's got a voice. Every, you know, the vocal minorities. And I, I've, I hope and believe that the toxic, uh, racist, sexist, misogynistic type nerd, I'm really hoping they are the vocal minority. It just seems like there's a lot of them because they're loud. But I, I truly believe most of us, our hearts are in the right place most of the time. Everybody, you know, has their problematic bits you know, in their life. It's impossible to go through life completely 100% unproblematically. But, like, I'm not excusing it at all. I'm not doing that. And, I, and I'm not downgrading or, or anything, the allegations. Um, but I wish, I wish people would... Uh, I wish we as a people would stamp out this behavior instead of uh, deciding that the actions of a few are, you know, these very deplorable actions are typical of nerd culture, uh, especially when people start throwing race into it. Uh, with Hardwick, there was a lot of white nerd culture stuff, and it, it's disgusting. Um, it misses the point entirely. You know, the so-called toxic nerd culture stuff had nothing to do with Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby and Kevin Spacey and Kellen Winslow Jr. or Matt Lauer or Louis C.K. You know, none of those things had anything to do other than the fact that the people involved are fucking disgusting. You know, monsters among us. You've got athletes, stand-up comedians, people of multiple races of age groups, people that are completely unaffiliated with, with nerd culture. Um, just monsters, monsters and assholes, man. And, and what I'm getting at here is, is let's take nerd out of this equation. And then we can just have a discussion about toxic culture. We have a toxic culture problem. We have a toxic society problem. That's, that's the root of the issue. You know, far too many people are proud of being an asshole. You know, I've talked about this before. There are far too many people out there who walk around going, well, I'm just an asshole, bro. You know, it's, it's the... You shouldn't be proud of being a dick. That, that's part of the problem, plain and simple. The One of the biggest problems, one of the biggest societal ills we have is that there are far too many people who want to look around at the world and go, man, this place is shit. And then two sentences later be like, ah, just an asshole. I can't help it. You know, fuck it. If they don't like it, I'm just an asshole. That's the problem. There's far too many people who think there's nothing wrong with being an asshole. That makes the world shit. But I digress. Having said all that, having spent 20 minutes talking about toxicity in society and in nerd culture, and you know, in nerd culture, but also in society in general. What I really want to talk about is what I think nerd culture should be about, and what I personally try to make it about. What my desire to to, to express my love of nerd culture. In my opinion, nerd culture should be entirely about celebrating what you love without fear or hatred being a factor. You shouldn't be ashamed of enjoying Attack on Titan, Death Note, um, I think Yuri on Ice, that's the, the figure skating one my daughter loves. Uh, if, if, you're, if you're super into DC and Marvel, or even you know the smaller imprints, the independent comics, um, if you're into books, if you're, I mean, if you're into fucking classical literature like Jane Austen stuff, you should not be afraid to express that doesn't matter who you are doesn't fucking matter who you are you should not be afraid to express it you should be able to to gush about the video game the comic book the anime or film you love without getting shit on for strictly having an opinion you should also on the flip side of that coin 
be able to say, hey, I don't like Jane Austen novels. Agatha Christie's not my thing. Um, I don't care for the Lord of the Rings. I think the new Star Wars movies are bad. You should be able to say those things as well. Expressing a dislike for those things in a civil manner that doesn't shit on others who may love the thing that you, you don't. And you shouldn't get on for shouldn't get shit on for not liking it. That's what it should be. We should be able to have fucking discussions. That's that's Oh my god. That that's one of the things that drives me nuts. We should be able to say, hey, I don't really care for that. Oh, you you don't? You don't like that? Why? What don't you like about it? And and if you can say, like, I don't like the way Um Snoke ended up being kind of a pushover. I think that was a bad move. Or I, I don't like the way they did this with this character. I don't like, you know, I, I don't care for how slow this this show moves. Or I, I'm not big into zombies, so I don't like the walking, you know. Or, or I'm into zombies, I don't like the character development. That's why I don't care for The Walking Dead. You should be able to say all that stuff without getting shit on yourself. And you should also be able to express that stuff without insulting the people that do like it. That's one of the bigger things. Uh, I will admit to having been guilty of this in the past when I'm passionate about things. I try to be conscious of it now as I get older. You know, there's a big difference between 25-year-old Chad and 20 or 35-year-old Chad, you know? Like, it, it, there's, you grow. You're supposed to grow as you grow. That makes sense. That's, that was bad. You're supposed to grow as a human being as you get older, is what I'm trying to say. You know, you, you shouldn't be at 35, you know, um, whipping your dick out over, you know, how good you did in a video game versus how bad someone else was. You know, like, it, the fuck, you know, fucking grow up. Grow as a human being. That's what you should do. It's, it's, it's bring it back around to the current Star Wars debacle. The, uh, I personally think that the Disney has ruined Star Wars forever argument is very short-sighted and very fucking silly. But if you feel that way, I understand. I don't think the last few Star Wars films have been the greatest things either. But they've had more in them that I've enjoyed than things that I did not. There was a lot wrong with them, but I still had fun watching them. I don't think the, the, the franchise is ruined. Like, The Last Jedi, as bad as it was, doesn't make Empire, ba- Empire Strikes Back suck. Because that's what, when you say they've ruined Star Wars forever, that's what you're saying. You're saying the stuff that you used to enjoy is no longer good. And, that, and that's not the case at all. You know, there, there's always going to be things you don't like. You know, you're always going to find something. Like, like the prequel movies, as bad as they were, didn't make the original trilogy suck. Last Jedi doesn't make the original trilogy suck. Like, that, that's where it gets silly. Um, as far as the current batch of Disney Star Wars movies, I personally would say the two standalone anthology films, Solo and Rogue One, are better than the recent episode, numbered episodes, by quite a bit. And, like, Solo, for example, people shit on that movie. Like, there's a story circulating right now that, that it's being considered a flop, but it, it's turned a profit, and there are, but there are people out there talking about how bad it is. It's just an awful movie. Blah 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 blah. I went and saw it a couple weeks ago. It's a it's a fine movie. It, it, it's not the greatest thing ever made. But newsflash: no Star Wars movie is the greatest thing ever made. They're 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 entertainment. They're not Citizen Fucking Kane. Not that I've seen Citizen Kane. Uh, but you know that seems to always be everyone's go to benchmark for cinematic brilliance. Is Citizen Kane? The Star Wars movies are not that. They're fun. They're entertaining. They're kind of like the like I forget the expression I, I I once read. They're they're not hard sci-fi. They're like fantasy sci-fi. They're just fun movies about good guys beating bad guys. That's ultimately what it boils down to. And I I felt Solo was an entertaining movie. You know, it's not without its problems. Um. I, I think I said it a couple weeks ago that I, w- I would have rather them take 
the plot of that movie and detach it from Solo's history. And, and it could have been a whole new anthology film with brand new characters. But they didn't, and it still works. It, it works. Uh, I can't, and I don't get why people have to be so shitty about it. I really don't. Would I have personally preferred that Disney adapted the extended universe stuff, as I started to say earlier? Because uh, there's dozens of existing novels that are brilliant. And, and instead of adapting them, they, they kind of tossed them aside. They're, they're, they're kind of cherry-picking bits and pieces from it, which they have the right to do. Um, they did buy the license. That, that is how movies work. I, I would rather them cherry-pick from them than not do anything with them at all. Uh, and it does suck. You know, you've had 30-some-odd years to, to get used to a canon that's no longer canon. I get all those complaints. So yeah, hell yeah, I would have, I would have rather them adapted those, but I also understand from a creative standpoint why they didn't want to be shackled by that. So I see both sides, and I personally call me crazy, but I still think there are plenty of awesome bits and pieces to be found in Disney's take on that universe. We're only a couple years in; they've only done a couple movies. These people out there that like I seen a post just last night where someone said that the Disney Star Wars movies are so bad that I'm now realizing that the prequels, George Lucas's prequels, were actually pretty good. And no, absolutely not. That, 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 is, that is contrarian and short-sighted and, and wrong. I mean, you're entitled to that opinion if you believe that. But, but I personally believe that that's, that's wrong-headed thinking and... Yes, attack uh, the, the problems with Star Wars, but do so in a civil manner. Don't don't run some don't run an actress off her social media because you're a dick and you feel vindicated in blaming her for the the problems of the whole movie. Like she she's not even responsible for the problems with her character. She didn't write the character. Fucking think about things, man. Like I said, if you say that to the wrong crowd, though, the Disney Star Wars movies aren't all bad. That's a pretty innocent fucking statement, in my opinion. Like, hey, they have some problems. They're not great, but they're not horrible. You say that to the wrong crowd these days, and you'll be hammered into submission uh, for daring to be positive about a thing. I, I think that's that's another issue with where the way the nerd community does things wrong now. Large portions of it. Um... It's so much more acceptable to hate on everything and enjoy nothing. And, and I think that's where people in mass, especially nerds, are doing it wrong. Uh, the, frankly put, turn on the news. Go, go to CNN.com, MSNBC.com, BBC.com, The Guardian, wherever you get your news. And look at what's going on in the world. And tell me. I mean, just look at the front page. but Between politics and disasters and murder and just the world so very often sucks ass why the fuck do we want to make entertainment suck ass too why 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 when the whole world is garbage why when the whole world is fucking garbage do you want to take entertainment, which is supposed to be our escape from that garbage, and focus negativity on it? Why do you want to waste your time on things that you... I mean, frankly, if you hate it that much, if you fucking hate Star Wars that much, don't watch it anymore. Go watch the stuff you do enjoy. Because as I said, nothing Disney's done today ruins the movies from the 70s and the 80s. If you don't like a thing, fair enough. But instead of becoming laser-focused on what you don't enjoy, spend some fucking time with things you do. There was a tweet weeks ago about about this very thing where someone said, Hey, yeah, remember when we all went and saw Attack of the Clones and didn't like it, and then we came home and just did things we enjoyed? Like we moved on because it's not that fucking critical? That's what we should do. Life's too fucking short. Too damn short. To waste bitching about everything. Use some of the time you've been gifted to have to build up good things. 
Make your own thing. Write your own book. Uh, you know, d- do something. Um, use some of that time to build up good things and share what you love. Like, I personally, I personally feel really bad when I have to be negative about a thing. Uh, Far Cry 5 is a good example of that. Um, if you ask me my opinion of it, I have to tell you honestly, because, you know, lying is its own form of toxicity, that I thought it was a fun game with an awful story and a real shit-ass ending. Uh, but the moment-to-moment gameplay was a good time. A lot of problems, technically speaking, and gameplay-wise, but generally speaking, had fun with the game. But it's not a great game. Can't call it a great game. Too many negative things focused on it. And I get bummed out by having to be you know, honest about the negativity of the game. You know, I would much rather say it's the best game ever. You know, God of War would be one that I could I could say was an amazing fucking game. Not a lot of complaints. In fact, so few complaints about God of War that it's not even worth mentioning. Build up things you love. Share things you love. Focus on things you love is my point. That will be f- infinitely better for your mental health and your happiness. Uh, and then I think maybe if if people started doing that, start focusing on things they love, not things they dislike. Like... I've talked about it before. I don't understand the concept of hate following. If you don't like someone's opinion, if you don't like what someone has to say, don't follow them. Don't obsess about them. It will make your life so much better. Be more positive. Focus on things you enjoy. Let's not talk so much about shit you hate. And I think if we do that, we'll start seeing a drop in the toxicity levels. Another problem we have, I think, as a community of nerds, is gatekeeping. It's a huge issue in the in the nerd community. Um, there's two big ones right now on Twitter that I see a lot of, and that's fan bases telling people how to enjoy or if they can enjoy a game they love. And then there's also a big thing in the cosplay community about telling people or shitting on each other uh, for daring to cosplay a character that the cosplayer may not look like. Whether it's a skin tone thing, a race thing, a gender thing, um, a hair color thing, an eye color thing, a weight thing. Uh, My Twitter feed is just full of conversations about this gatekeeping bullshit. I see cosplayers telling stories where their own friends, and I put friends in quotes, um, have excluded them from photo shoots because maybe they've gained 5, 10, 20 pounds and, and they're no longer sexy or cute so they can't be in the, in the group photo or that they don't, they've, you know, their, their proportions are wrong for the character. Maybe their thighs aren't big enough to, to, to cosplay Chun-Li you know, shit like that. There's a lot of that. There, there's a, a huge race-based element to it right now um, where people are saying, you know, this group of people can't cosplay this group of characters because of their racial skin tone, racial reasons, ethnic reasons. Um, the Kingdom Hearts fandom, uh, I, I ranted about this last night on Twitter, that uh, I see Kingdom Hearts 3 is about to come out. For those of you that don't know, Kingdom Hearts is a... Square Enix RPG game uh, where it's it's a Disney game. Disney's heavily involved in it. Uh, the, the story, I, I couldn't even begin to explain the story because there's like nine games. Um, there's, there's the three numbered entries and then a bunch of side entries that are on like handheld consoles and stuff. And there's talk right now of both reviewers and regular people playing games the fandom is basically saying, and I seen a lot of it last night when I was looking through the tweets, there's a lot of people in the fandom who are saying, if you haven't played the other games, the other eight or so games, you shouldn't be playing three. Um, some people going so far as you shouldn't play it at all. Other people doing this kind of passive-aggressive, well, fine by me if you play it, but don't come fucking complaining to me when you don't know the story. Um, just a, And I get it. I understand with any long-running franchise, it makes sense to start at the beginning. But we're talking about a franchise that has been in existence for 
fucking 16 years. The the old games are on consoles that most people don't have access to anymore. Uh, I know a lot of people, like myself, I don't have time to go back and play all of them. Granted, I could watch a YouTube video and get the, the, the summary of the story, and that's probably what I would do if I were going to the play Kingdom Hearts 3. But this whole attitude of, no, you can't be a part of this. I don't care if you think it looks fun. You don't belong here kind of attitude is garbage. Um, and it's gone so far as to some YouTube personalities I've seen are getting told they shouldn't review the game without playing the other games. Like, <laughs> like I hate to break it to you, but like when I look at the way Kingdom Hearts 3 is laid out, the fact that like main story beats and and antagonists and all this stuff are only found on side content, you know, the, the handheld offshoot games, that's pretty bad uh, design. Speaking of someone who, who knows nothing of the franchise, I just, like, I, I sit and I look and I, I look at games I enjoy that I didn't play the, pre- the previous games in the series, and it's like, I played a, a couple hours of Witcher 2, Never played the first Witcher. Witcher 3 is one of my all-time favorite games. Near Automata was almost my game of the year last year. I haven't played a single Drakengard game or the original Nier. But Nier Automata did a thing where throughout the game, I was able to pick up the important story beats to, to you know flesh out that world. I didn't need to play all the other JRPG action games that came before it to enjoy this one. That's good game design. And that's one of the, the central arguments with the, the rating thing is, is like if it isn't welcoming to new players, that's, you know, the, the reviewers have the right to say that. But I think it's fucking stupid to sit there and try to say, you don't belong here, you can't be a part of this group. And, and that's the big issue. How about... Now, I don't want to harp on the... the Kingdom Hearts thing too long because like I said I don't know anything about the franchise never played it but I do think it's dumb that people are so being so precious about the story like I get it you love it it's important to you you've got a lot of joy out of it but the 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 thing that I think is fucking dumb is the gatekeeping like no you can't be part of this group attitude it's very petulant it's 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 being overly precious uh, how about we let people do what they want, experience what they want, and enjoy what they want? How about we fucking try that? Doesn't that sound awesome? Like, I love things. You love things. They don't have to be the same thing. You're happy. I'm happy. That's fucking awesome. That's what we should strive for. Because we as fans do not own the things we are fans of. I have always felt that. That has been an internet argument forever. Because when you start talking about fanfic and slash fic and author intent and you know I know some authors I think uh, I remember I don't want to name names because I could be wrong but there, there you know there's a, a popular young adult fiction writer um, who's big on the internet who if I'm remembering correctly he may have said that like you know once he puts it out there the story is your you know it's no, the story is no longer his once he put it, puts it out there and I kind of disagree with that the story is always the authors or the creators the the they're getting, they're sharing that with the world, and and the and the world should be happy to get to be a part of it, but you don't get to dictate things. That that's where we get into toxic fandom. That's where you get into EA. You need to change the end of Mass Effect Three because I don't like it. You know that, that's that's where you get this shit. Where you know the the, the toxic fandom of the Star Wars stuff. It, it's that that is where we get into a problem you know um we don't have the right to dictate to the creator how they should have done the thing we don't have to like the thing they did oh no that that's part of the the transaction you you as a creator put a thing out there and the 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 shared quality of the thing of of creating is is that people don't have to like it or if they do like it they don't have to like every part of it but also it's like it, it would be like going back to 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 fucking renaissance era painters or whatever and saying you know i think 
um, Mr. Rubens, that this woman that you put in your painting, I think she's too fat. You need to make her slimmer. Or how about we cover up the nudity? I'm offended by those boobies. You know, like, th- like th- that's not something we get to do. The artist creates the art. We get to enjoy the art or critique the art. You know, like th- that's the transaction. We also don't get to say, oh, no, 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 this is my painting. I enjoy the Mona Lisa to switch. From, I, I know Rubens didn't paint the Mona Lisa, but I'm just naming, you know, Starry Night. I, I, I love Starry Night. You don't get to love Starry Night. Forgive me. I'm looking away from the microphone as if I'm talking to somebody sitting next to me. You know, Starry, Starry Night's my favorite painting. You're not allowed to enjoy Starry Night. You wouldn't understand Starry Night if you didn't look at the artist's previous paintings. That's what we're doing. See how fucking stupid that sounds? We have no right to try to keep others away. In fact, in my opinion, shouldn't we share things we love? Like, isn't isn't that what true fandom is? Like, being excited about a thing? Um, I, I used to have a, a, a John Green poster about what being a nerd was, was like being, you know, you, you get to be unapologetically into things. I'm paraphrasing poorly, but like, that should be what fandom is. Like when I was reading the game of Thrones novels, I couldn't wait for people to see that. Like I was reading the novels, watching the show, read the novels, watching the show, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, I came to it late. Uh, I, I read the first novel after the first season was on HBO, but before it was on DVD. So that's the time frame where I got into game of game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Uh, that's where I got into it. As I was reading it, I could not wait to share it with people. Like, I took the DVDs when they came out to my buddy's house so him, his wife, and I could watch them. I wanted them to see how awesome this thing was. You know, like, that's what I do when I'm, when I'm into a thing. And, and maybe to an obnoxious level, you can ask my girlfriend. Um, when I'm into a thing, I want to share it. That's why I live stream video games that, you know, to... to zero to five viewers is because I want to share my experience with things. Like I love Yakuza six. I can't wait to live stream Yakuza six. So other people can see you how awesome Yakuza six is. That's who I am. When I'm excited about a thing, I want to share it with the, you know, I want, I want everyone to love it. I have never understood the, I only like this because no one else knows about it type of thinking. You see that a lot in music. Uh, I knew a guy growing up who was super into star Wars all the, I had a huge Star Wars collection um, right up until the prequels came out and everyone started to love Star Wars. He ditched his collection. Uh, he also had an enormous 8-bit Nintendo collection. I would reckon he's probably sold it by now because you know retro gaming is, is becoming popular again. Um, to backtrack on what I said, last year, my number two game of the year was Nier Automata. Like, it was almost my game of the year. Uh, I would tell anyone that they should play it unless I know they don't like that type of game. You know, I will measure my my uh, recommendation, but I fucking love that game. I'm considering buying it on Xbox so I can play it again new. I mean, that's how much I love it. I consider myself a huge fan of Nier Automata. And I, as I said before, I have never played nor have the desire to play the Drakengard and Nier that came before it. And I'll be damned if someone's going to tell me I can't be a fan of Nier because of it. And then, like, we've all experienced this one, the rampant toxicity between console platforms, fanboys of the console platforms. I I think Brad Shoemaker with Giant Bomb called it uh, Platform Warriors. Um, I could do a whole hour on that alone, why it's a colossal waste of energy, especially in a day and age when the consoles are basically the same fucking thing, just a different shaped plastic box on the outside. You know, they're both super powerful. Uh, or the PC Master Race bullshit. We can get into that. Um, I think I guess my ultimate message here is knock it the fuck off. Like, you're doing being a fan of things wrong. You're doing being a nerd wrong. While I would like to see the toxicity that plagues society as a whole go away. Because, uh, frankly, like, part of me misses being a fan of sports. I used to be a huge sports fan. I, maybe that was born out of, hey, if I like sports, they'll quit mocking me for being a nerd when I was a little kid. Uh, I, I, I don't know myself psychologically well enough to make that 
definitively state make that statement definitively. Uh, but you know, I be, I became a big football fan. I to fucking loved football. I was a stat nerd. Yeah, you know, I was one. Of the, I was a sports nerd. Like I just loved pouring over stats and performance. And man, this guy's doing really good. He's on a hot streak and you know, all this shit. I fucking love football. Uh, I, st- I still enjoy baseball to an extent, hockey. But I have such a hard time dealing with the toxicity of sports fans. As I mentioned earlier in the story, you know, don't give a fuck that your family is from that school. That's the rival school. What the, what the hell are you doing wearing their colors in our community? Like that's, it's almost like gang stuff, you know, like you're wearing the wrong colors, damn it. Get them. Um, it's fucking dumb. You know, friendly rivalries are one thing. You know, if like, if you're a fan of, you know, if you're a fan of the Dallas Cowboys and I'm a fan of the New York Giants or you're a fan of the Green Bay Packers and I'm a fan of the, the Vikings or I don't know my hockey rivalries. Um, if you're a fan of the Cincinnati Reds and I'm a fan of the Chicago Cubs, you know, like that that's, if we can be friendly about it and not dicks, you know, that, that that's fantastic. That that's fine, but it's when you get into the you know the literal, like borderline if not outright hatred for someone because they're wearing the wrong team's shirt. You're a fucking moron, and that that's what we need to back off of. That's what I want to see. I want to see that toxicity in society in general back off because I would love to to be a sports fan again, uh, but I'll, at this point I'll settle for it to go away in the nerd community. You know, if, if we as nerds can be less toxic to each other, you know, less less gatekeepy, le- less misogynistic, less, uh, you know, if we, if we could be a little more inclusive, a little more understanding, uh, or f- simply just focus on sharing what we love. Just let, let's let's focus less on the negativity. Let's purge the negative, focus more on the positive. I know that sounds new agey and hippie, but, you know, like we're supposed to be the smart ones. Nerds are supposed to be the enlightened ones. So why the fuck don't we collectively act more like it? You know? Personally, I am that's what I'm a champion of. I, I'm a champion of the idea of loving what you love without shame and letting others do the same fucking thing. Um, I strive every day to be better than I was the day before. And at the very least, at the very least, try to be cognizant and aware of if I'm being an asshole. Like, one, one, of, my, one of my biggest things is, is when someone's a dick just because they're having a bad day. Like, you know, I don't, unless you are dying of cancer, um, you know, cause that's intensely painful. Like if you have a headache or you didn't sleep well, or you're hungry or you just don't want to be at work, you're an asshole. If you are uh, fucking hateful to everyone around you, if you grunt one syllable responses or, or would rather sit in silence you know, just fucking frig- you know, freezing out the world because you're a dick. You're a fucking asshole. Like, that, that's not acceptable behavior. I'm not saying you have to be buddy-buddy with everybody, but you should be at least able to have a civil interaction for the eight hours you're at work or the eight hours you're at school or, you know, whatever. Like, I try really hard not to be an asshole, no matter what I have going on. Like, I've got a fucking bu- just fucked up ankle. Hurts me... Every moment of the day, I am constantly aware of my ankle. I don't have the insurance to fix it. I don't have the money to fix it. And I can't afford to take the time off to fix it. So I just deal with it. You know, if I let the pain I'm in, which mind you, it's not even a five, but it's something that I'm constantly aware of. Let's say I'm constantly aware that my ankle hurts sometimes more than others, sometimes very much. So other times it's, you know, just this you know, just constant warm, warm, warm in, in my, the back of my brain that, you know, Hey, the ankle hurts. If I let that make me be an asshole to everybody, I would be the most unfriendly, unapproachable son of a bitch in the plant on the planet. But I make an effort not to be a dick. You know, it's not your fault. My ankle hurts. It's not your fault. I didn't sleep well. It's not your fault. I missed lunch and now I'm hungry. There's no reason for me to treat you like a piece of shit. No reason for me to be an asshole. And I think that's what the world needs to do more of. 
don't be such an asshole. Always try to be better than you were the day before. I'm rambling. Um, I also try real hard to practice a critical eye without being a shithead. Um, telling you why I don't like a thing without belittling you if you happen to enjoy it. Like, Far Cry is a great example of that. I work with two guys who also played the game. They both like the ending. So when I was explaining to them why I did not like the ending, the problems I had with the ending, I did my best, and I'd like to think I succeeded in not being like, you stupid fuck, how could you like that? You know, like I didn't go that route. You're the worst person ever because you like this ending that I think is dumb. See, that's, that's shitty behavior. Like I... I we, Current year argument, it's 2018. Shouldn't we be past the I'm better than you because my taste is superior to yours? Like, shouldn't that thinking be a way of the past? I know that's really bad in the music industry, especially uh, fans of music. A lot of people are like, oh, you like that band? You suck. Um, you know, the way I see it, I don't. If you have a fucking eight foot tall wall, eight foot, six foot, eight foot tall. Eight foot tall, six foot wide wall of Funko Pops. I'm not going to think any less of you. Except, you know, maybe if you're um, blowing all your money on it, I might. I might be guilty of being like, man, you should be better with your money than buying Funko Pops. It's like spending all your money on pre-orders. You know, pre-ordering all the, the expensive collector's editions so you can have the statues. Uh, to the point that you're, you know, like all your money goes to pre-ordering video games. I, I, I might, forgive me, but I might be a little critical of you and suggest that you, you know, spend your money a little wiser. But you know, you do you. Uh, I am trying to to be more like that, and I think that's that is something I still need to work on at, at times. And I think we as a culture would benefit from working on it as well. Um. As I said, frankly, I think the world would be better off if we practiced getting better at such things. Love what you love. Let other people love what they love. You know, um, go out there and, and preach about the things you love. Be less hateful. Don't be such a dick. Uh, cut the toxic tribalism. Cut the toxic bullshit. Just be better. You know, Try every day to be just a, a smidge better than you were the day before. Um... That's probably the longest single topic I think I've ever done. <laughs> I, I, we're at the hour mark, and I haven't even gotten into the other stuff. Um, as I said, the, some of those allegations that came out, or the allegations that came out this week rocked me to my core. Um, made, gave me a lot to think about, you know, and the, the behavior of other nerds in this community. I, I, think, I think I made my point. Hopefully I didn't ramble too much. And uh, you understand what I'm talking about. Real quick before we go today, though, I want to talk about some of the stuff I got into this week. Uh, there's a movie on Netflix uh, called Singularity. It took me three days to watch it because I can only watch it in like 20 to 30 minute chunks. Uh, it, is a, it, is, it is a bad movie and not in the way that is good bad. Um, if you're into such things, uh, just to give you the quick rundown, it's... Uh, it's a story where a company creates AI, you know, artificial intelligence helpers. Everyone's got a, everyone's got a bipedal robot assistant now, and you know we we've created war machines to, to hopefully cut down on man on man violence. But instead, it became you know man sending robots to other men for violence sake. And so the company that created these war machines and helper bots. Uh, creates a overarching AI to network them all, and in traditional science fiction fashion, uh, the AI Kronos skynets us and decides that humanity is the problem, wipes out humanity. We jump forward 97 years. Um, main character is an infiltrator unit from the AI. The, the AI is looking for the last human stronghold. Uh, this infiltrator unit meets a Katniss Everdeen-style girl, um, they journey together. Eventually they find that the last human stronghold wasn't what they thought it was going to be. They, they fall in love. Um, it's, it's very cliche, very bad movie. Uh, laughably bad. So I guess in that way it is kind of so bad it's good. Um, 
so I watched that this week. Uh, had to, had to share that. It, it, not without its redeeming qualities, I guess, since I did find it funny. Um, on the flip side of that coin, I saw Incredibles 2. Chelsea, myself, and Chelsea's friend Tracy, we went and saw Incredibles 2 this week. Excellent follow-up to probably my favorite Pixar movie of all time and one of the best superhero movies ever made, in my opinion. Uh, Incredibles, the first one came out 14 years ago, which makes me sad um, because I had just became old enough to drink that year. And it came at a time when superhero movies weren't the dominant form of movie. And it was amazing. Incredibles 2, just as good. Excellent follow-up. Um I enjoyed the hell out of it, and I look forward to seeing it again when it comes. It, it, I haven't bought a Pixar movie in a long time. I think Wreck-It Ralph was the last one I bought, and I bought that one for my kids. If, if I'm hold on, you know what? No, I don't own Wreck-It Ralph. I, that's the last Disney animated movie that I almost bought. Uh, I should say I, I don't recall the last one I bought. Now I, I, I feel I don't want, and I also don't want to stop recording and walk across the room and go go look, go hunt through my DVDs and Blu-rays. Um, Incredibles 2 was amazing. Um, easily an 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. Uh, I finished on the gaming front. I I finished my first run of Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, the, the old 8-bit style Castlevania-looking game. Um, I consider it a completion because it, I did finish the first story arc. Uh, but I guess technically I'm only about 33% through the entirety of the game because of the way the story works, where you finish it on normal, and then things change, and you have a nightmare mode. you got one less character to play as. And then I'm assuming once you finish nightmare mode, it opens the third mode because there's, there's space for a third mode. And who knows, maybe another, you know, maybe lose a character or two there too. So... Uh, what I have found, because I've, I've played the first two levels again on Nightmare, uh, the boss fights are slightly different. Uh, some of the patterns change, some of their attacks are stronger, and they have some new attacks. And as I said, you're down one character. Instead of having the, the full four, you only have three. So Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon, an excellent $10 game. I know I, I talked about it a couple weeks ago. I posted a polynotic playtest of it a couple weeks ago. Check it out if you're into old school side scrolling Castlevania style games. It's only ten bucks. I have also finally been playing uh, 2064 Read Only Memories. That is an amazing little cyberpunk adventure game. Uh, I like the art style that goes back to like the Super Nintendo Genesis era. It kind of reminds me of what was that game? Snatcher or Police Knots? Uh, games I did not play from Hideo Kojima ones I have seen where you have the little viewport at the top of the screen. That's, that's where the, the game area is, so to speak. And then you got like, you know, a little bit of menu over here on the left. And at the bottom is where the text goes from the conversations. And it's a game where you, you know, you go to locations, you search the location for the stuff you need. Very light point and click adventure kind of stuff. Um, I'm two chapters in, I think two of five. It's, uh, it's a mystery game, cyberpunk, um, Hits all my buttons, in, in a way. Um, good game from what I've seen so far. I, I can't wait to, to play more of it. Uh, we got news, two quick movie news things real quick. that uh, There was a story, I think Collider put it out yesterday, day before, earlier in the week, um, that because of Solo's underperformance, uh, Disney and LucasArts put a hold on all the Solo anthology films, you know, the Boba Fett, the Obi-Wan um, any other standalone movies they were making. Uh, but now Lucasfilms has come back and said, Hey, no, we haven't. Um, there's stuff we haven't announced yet, stuff like that. So who knows at this point, what's really going on? Will we get a Boba Fett or an Obi-Wan movie? Uh, if we do get an, uh, Obi-Wan movie, will you and McGregor be back? Who knows? Um, that would be awesome. I, I liked you and McGregor's Obi-Wan. He was one of the better parts of, of the prequel trilogies. So I would be down with that. See what he was up to between films, uh, you know, between episode three and four. Especially now that he's you know slightly older than he was, uh, you know, he's a good twenty years older than he was when he played Obi Wan. Uh, I hope they make him. As I said earlier, Solo was a fine movie. Rogue One was even better. 
I, I like the anthology films better than the numbered movies at this point. Like, of the four Disney Star Wars movies, I would go Rogue One, Solo, Force Awakens, Last Jedi. Uh, I want to see those movies get made. Play and simple. Last bit of movie news. Just doing this real quick. Um, Marvel is close to finding a director for Black Widow. I unfortunately don't have their names. There's three women directors that are are, are being looked at. Um, from what I saw, it doesn't look like any of them are... are uh, experienced with the big tentpole type movies, the big budget, huge tentpole films. Um, but I'm very confident that Marvel will make the right choice in their directors. Frankly, as I've said before, I don't think Marvel has ever done wrong by picking who they pick to helm movies. And even the movies in the Marvel, you know, series, the MCU, even the movies that I dislike, I still think are actually pretty good. Uh, they're just, you know, not my favorites. So very excited for the Black Widow movie. I I, th- I still think it's laughably bad and, and borderline criminal that it's taken Marvel this long to do it. Um, Lord knows that Scarlett Johansson has been playing Black Widow for quite a long time. And it's amazing that, that we have not got a Black Widow movie prior to this. Um, but Hollywood appears to be going through a bit of a sea change right now. And we are finally getting it. Um, I, I wish it could come out before Captain Marvel, but, you know, that's not going to happen. And I was going to talk about the World Health Organization's uh, decision about game addiction. I think I'm going to save that for next week now, though. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on it next week. That'll give me more time to, to put my thoughts together about it. We've gone over an hour. We're almost at an hour and ten minutes now. Uh, I think this is a good point to stop. Um, thank you for listening to me ramble for an hour about what I think we do wrong as nerds as a culture, what's wrong with society as a whole. Um, Hope it made sense. Uh, We got to stop being so awful as people, not just nerds, but as people, we got to stop being such shit to each other. There's a whole lot of shitty behavior going on in the news. Makes me very sad. And then it makes me even more heartbroken when I turn to try to you know, block that out for a little bit and, you know, just enjoy some good nerdy entertainment. And then my Twitter feed explodes with abuse allegations and um, gatekeeping and racism and misogyny and all this shit. And it's like, God damn it. Can't we just not be shit for a moment? Can't we just for fucking two hours not be shit to each other? And, and and that's ultimately what this was about. Let's let's not be so shitty to each other. Let, let's end on that note. What what do you say? That like, hey, I think the world's going to be much better off if we just sit back and practice not being shitty to each other. Let's start small. Let's start within the nerd community. You know, we've got mainstream appeal now. Maybe, maybe if we learn not to be shitty to each other, let people cosplay who they want to cosplay. Let people play the games they want to play. Let people enjoy the movies they want to enjoy. Let people not enjoy the movies they want to enjoy as long as they're not being shitheads about it. You know, that ultimately that's my message today. Let's be less shitty. What's, uh, what's the line from Bill and Ted? Be excellent to each other. How about we try that? Can we try that? I think that I, I think we'll be better off if we do. What do you say? Let's give it a shot. Thank you for listening to the Ordinary Podcast. I'll see you next week here on the Ordinary Podcast. I'm bad at bad at signing off. So one more time, be excellent to each other, everybody. See, see you next week.